everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taco Bata Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. The greatest danger in life is not that we set our goals too high and miss them. It's actually when we set them way too low and we achieve them. This quote and this concept is so good. And I feel like it's incredibly overlooked sometimes. And not only do I want to dive more into just the little goodies and hidden nuggets that this quote has, but I also want to tell you a little bit more about my experience this past week where I shot for a huge, big, hairy, audacious goal. And guess what happened? Totally missed. Didn't achieve it. But I wouldn't have it any other way because I learned so much from it. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what I learned. But first, (laughs) I got to tell you about this taco, y'all, because what I learned from eating it from lunch was that it was delicious. And then it's going to give all of these other tacos that I've made in the past a big run for its money. So this week, the taco that I'm bringing to the table is a Tang With Me taco. It is tangy. It's got the orange flavor in the background. It's got chicken, roasted asparagus, some roasted tomatoes. Y'all, it is so good. And what I love is that it's simple and it can be made in like 10, maybe 15 minutes or less. So if that sounds absolutely incredible, you have to check out the show notes and go to the Taco About It Tuesday highlight where you can grab the recipe card and try it for lunch or dinner this week. So to start off on this topic, I think that it makes sense to say that not hitting a goal sucks. (laughs) It's really hard. And when I didn't hit it, There was two roads that I could have took. I could have taken the road of, all right, well, this wasn't meant to be. Maybe next time, well, and kind of played a little bit of a pity party, more of the victim mentality. Or I could have taken the high road and I could have been like, wow, this just opened up the doors to everything to give me all of the success that I desire because I learned something and therefore I can tweak it and I could pivot and I could adjust. So do you want to know which approach I took? I wouldn't be lying if I said that I almost didn't take that first approach because it's hard. But I have so much joy for what I do and I have so much desire to live the life that I deserve to live that I would be shooting myself in the foot and sabotaging myself if I didn't take the second perspective. So through doing that, what I was able to do is I was able to sit down and really reflect on this last week. I thought about all of the beautiful things that happened for me and not to me because life is always happening for you and not to you. I was able to celebrate wins. I was able to become incredibly grateful. I even looked at what did I do really well and what did I not do so well? What are some areas of opportunity for me? And through all of this, what I discovered were five incredibly important lessons that if I actually took them and applied them in the future, I would be unstoppable. And I'd be brought to a completely different level in my business and in my life. So (laughs) I had to share them with my favorite people in the entire world, my taco lovers. So buckle up, Buttercup, because I'm going to walk you through how falling on my face taught me some of the most important lessons. Lesson one (laughs) actually was learned through not taking action, which I was always taking action, but... It didn't feel like it at the moment. It was last Sunday where I was thinking about everything that I needed to get done. 
It's the day where I prepare for my week, run any last minute errands, plan out just everything for my business and my personal life. What I really felt like I needed to do, like what my heart was tugging me towards was my personal development to really just rediscover my vision, redefine it, just really spend some time focusing on my mindset. But of course, my head was like, no, Kayla, don't run away from what's hard. You're just trying to go to what's easy. And you know, if you don't prepare for the week, you're going to be a hot mess, which is totally true. I'm not going to lie. There's definitely some truth to that statement. But I know, and I preach this all the time, that if I didn't spend the necessary time to fill my cup first, that it didn't matter how much I planned, (laughs) that I would be a hot mess regardless if I just didn't take time to serve my mind in that moment. So that's what I did. I picked up my book and I walked to the park. I read it and then I sat down with my planner and I started to review my vision and my goals. And one thing that became incredibly clear to me was that I had not revised my vision since I started my business about a year ago, which again, not a lot of it has changed too terribly much, but it's gotten more specific And it's evolved as I've started to evolve as a business owner, as I've started to evolve as a person. So that's where I started, is I just got really clear on what it was that I wanted and started to write down specific things that I now want and desire based off the last year that I've had. And I will tell you, one, that my vision looked very different from what I had originally wrote, still had the same things, but it lit my heart on fire. It gave me so much joy because I actually felt like on a piece of paper, I had identified, if not gotten really close to everything that I actually wanted and desired. And that is when something else became incredibly clear to me, which is how I was actually leveraging my vision from day to day. And what I come to realize is that I've fallen into a very comfortable morning routine. Not that comfortable is bad, but again, after doing it the same way, for a year, uh, you got to change it up, right? You got to do something that's going to light the spark because over time you are going to get too comfortable. And if we do that, we're never going to grow and push ourselves to our limits. And so what I did is I reflected on what it is that I was currently doing. And I realized that the book of wins, which is something I totally believe everyone needs to have. It's just essentially a space for you to hold all of your wins from day to day, things that are going well for you in your life. I usually do that at the end of my day because that's just always made sense to me. Is celebrate your wins and leave the day on a good note. But what I realized is that it wasn't allowing for me to truly even take advantage of what the book of wins is, which is to highlight that fact that your vision is already coming true. That it's not about being at the peak that brings joy and fulfillment, but it's about the process and the things that you're celebrating along the way that allow for you to see how true that is. So what I did is I created a new morning routine, essentially, and that is the very first thing that I get up and do in the morning is I read through my vision that now brings me so much joy. And then right after that, I started to celebrate my wins and how life was showing up for me. What happened right then and there was magic. Pairing this insane vision that brought me so much joy with the wins and seeing how everything that I was desiring to happen was already happening right in front of me, just, it lit my heart on fire. And then what I did next was I looked at my goals and I was like, okay, what am I accomplishing this year? 
And what am I accomplishing this month? And how am I going to like show up today to make sure that that happens every single day that I'm getting that much closer? It was the coolest thing that I did in 10 minutes or less. And I would not have discovered that and I would have not gotten that fire back to my morning had I not just gone back to press pause to fill my cup first and really reflect on where it was that I was at and what I needed. So lesson number one, which I'm apologizing that it took 10 years to get there, but the lesson number one is that reviewing and reflecting on the processes that you do every day is so important and not just important, but important to do that often. And it was actually because I chose to press pause to review and reflect on my processes that I was able to learn the second lesson, which is to actually have a plan for your day. I know, I'm kind of cringing saying it, not because I don't believe in it, otherwise clearly I wouldn't be talking about it, but because we hear it so often, right? If you were not planning, you're planning to fail. It's something that we preach. But here's the thing, is it wasn't that I wasn't planning for my day. It's just that I wasn't doing it effectively. And what I mean by that is that I wasn't getting really specific on what it is that I needed to do in order to achieve the goals that I needed to achieve. So then I started to do some digging, and this was incredibly eye-opening. I started to reflect and evaluate the things that I had on my win the week tracker, which is essentially my tracker that I use to make sure I'm getting the most important things done during my day to move the rock forward. And I realized there were some things on there that very much needed to be there and maybe needed to be tweaked. And there were some other things that really didn't need to be there and instead could be better filled with something else that was going to get me closer to my goal. But then I realized, okay, now I've got all the right things. None of it matters if I don't actually put any of it in action. So that is where I got maniacal about planning my day. And I actually put that on my tracker was every single day when I got done with my work and I tried to not leave it for the very end of the day because I knew that I'd get tired and I wouldn't actually do it. And then I would wake up and guess what? I wouldn't have a plan. I wouldn't have focus. So after I got done with work for the day and I went off to coach Ninja or I went to go take other classes or go rock climbing, I sat there and I planned my day. I looked at what worked, what didn't work and what my focus needed to be for the upcoming day. And then when I actually approached my day, not only did I have more clarity, but this is where I had (laughs) the beautiful third lesson come and knock me upside the head, which is it's really easy to start with the easy things first and get those quick wins, which is actually what a lot of productivity experts tell you to do is to start with the easy wins and get those checked off the list, which I know there's a lot of great things to come from that. So that's not necessarily a wrong idea or concept. But for me, I know that I get so much stuff done in the morning because no one is awake and I'm not bothered. (laughs) I love y'all, but it's my time to get things done before the world wakes up and it starts to somewhat control my day, right? That's how we all feel is like now we're kind of answering to other people. So before I get to that point in my day, I want to make sure that I have all of the hard things done. And what wasn't happening was I was leaving all of the things that were hard, all the things that I kind of didn't want to do for like the one, two o'clock hour, which is where I hit that like afternoon slump or, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to take a break. And then before you know it, it's like the end of the day and you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) You can't tell me you haven't had that experience before. So that is where lesson number three hit me right upside the head 
which is to prioritize doing the hard things first. Look at your list after you do a big decluttering brain dump in the morning, thinking about everything that you need to do to get closer to your goals for that day and for the week and prioritize it in the order of, okay, this is the one that I know is going to move me the furthest, the fastest, and it might be the one that's the hardest. So while I'm in the middle of getting after this huge, big, hairy, audacious goal, and I'm really starting to learn these lessons, these big aha moments, now I'm starting to catch some momentum. Momentum that really carries, right? And I'm now starting to build the beliefs that this could actually happen. And with momentum, of course, becomes more outcomes, more things for you to deal with. When you get successful, it's not that you have less to deal with, you just get better at dealing with it, right? And this is actually where the next lesson came about, which is the concept that delegation is a (laughs) no-brainer. It's actually not just a no-brainer, it's a non-negotiable. I started to think and look at my to-do list, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. And either I can sit here and try and knock all of it out and give it half of my attention and do it when I'm like probably half asleep, or I can leverage the people around me. And here is my thought process around this and the benefits that came from it is that all of a sudden when I asked people for their help, they felt empowered. They were like, Kayla thought of me? Like, you're serious? Like, I started to see people's faces light up. And that was insanely positive because that was the emotion and the effort and the drive that I was trying to provoke in my team. And then on top of that, as I was looking at my team, I was like, holy cow, these people are so talented. These are all of their strengths. Why am I not leveraging them more? So that way I'm not only empowering them, but now I'm also playing into their strengths. And not only that but they're able to give their full attention to this versus myself that right now I probably would only be able to give half of my attention. So things are getting done quicker, more efficiently, and with just better overall quality. So these are all concepts that I've learned before. This is just the first time that I've been able to see it play out in front of me. And that was a really cool experience. And I encourage you, for anyone that's a leader or that is trying to become a leader, Start to lean into delegation quickly and early on because the trust, the relationships that are built, the joy that comes from it is unmatched. And that was probably one of my favorite parts. And I just got the goosebumps thinking about this, but watching them bond together and truly form this team first mentality, it was so cool. And speaking of joy, that is actually where the fifth and final lesson came from for me. On Monday, before I decided to set this goal, I was in this interesting mindset where I really wanted this, but I was like, nope, it's just never going to happen for me. Like, I had already counted myself out of the race before it really began. And so I got on my team calls, I led some of them that night, and there was this spark that was inside of me, like this gut feeling that was like, Kayla, this is your time. This is your time to make a decision and run at it full force. And instead of shying away from that, which is probably what I would do nine times out of 10, seeing how short of a deadline we had to hit this goal, because of all the mindset work that I've been doing and just like really learning to trust my gut, I said, all right, let's do it. 
So I picked up the phone and I started to call my team members and I started to create plans. And guys, I kid you not, this is like at 930, 10 o'clock at night and I'm running at like a million miles a minute. And what came from that was the power of making a decision. And that is the fifth and final lesson. The power that comes from making that decision and burning the boats to the island is incredible. Because when I came to my team with this conviction around the decision that I had just made, they all were like, all right, coach, put me in. Like, what are we doing? What's the plan? And there was no shadow of a doubt that we were going to do it. And if we didn't do it, if we didn't hit the goal, that we were going to come out stronger and better and faster on the other side. And another thing that came from making the decision was a healthy sense of urgency By putting something in the ground and being like, okay, this is what we're doing, we were able to reverse engineer things and start to think about how can we change our limiting beliefs to something that was more empowering to get us to where we need to be? And how is that going to impact our day-to-day, our hourly breakdown, the effort that we put in? And what I will tell you is now that we're getting to the end of this, right, is we didn't hit the goal. It didn't happen for us. But I will tell you, in my last year of coaching, those 48 hours that I had with my team were some of the most joyful hours that I've had coaching since I started. (laughs) And the reason why is because of these lessons that I learned. So now I'm sitting here on my Sunday, reflecting on my previous week while planning for my new week. And I have to tell you, this sense of joy and more importantly, like this sense of gratitude that I have is unlike anything that I've seen before. And it's because I'm excited that I didn't hit the goal, (laughs) which sounds so backwards. I never expected myself to say that. But I'm really excited that I didn't hit the goal because it made me question if this is what I really wanted, if this was my truth, and if this was the goal that I was meant to overcome. And above all, I think what I'm most grateful for is what I learned about myself in the process. What I uncovered about myself was that, sadly, but painfully true, is that I attach my worth to my success, and I've got to stop doing that. And I think about it, if I never got that gut feeling to make this big decision and to go on this crazy ride of trying to hit a big goal, (laughs) and if I wouldn't have learned all of these lessons and wouldn't have sat here and recorded this podcast today, I never would have uncovered that. And I think about what that would have done down the road if I would have allowed for that limiting belief or that tendency that I have to continue to sit there and circulate and create vicious cycles in my life. So I'm very, very thankful that I missed this goal because it taught me everything that I needed to go after and conquer the next goal that I set. So my fellow taco lover, you have a choice. And that choice is to take one of the two roads. The first road is the road where you aim really low and you succeed, but you automatically choose a very okay average life. And any time that you decide to aim high, you either get scared or you beat yourself up because you're not proud of the outcome. Or you can choose road number two, which is where you are consistently aiming high because you're listening to your gut to go bigger to go home. (laughs) And because you aimed high, yes, you're going to fall on your face. But through falling on your face, you're going to get a heck of a lot further than you would have if you aimed low. 
You learned a lot about yourself in the process, and overall, you just became a better person. And you started to find the joy in the failures, because the failures at the end of the day is what's going to launch you in your life. I hope that that helps. I really hope that it does, and I hope that my failures allows for you guys to learn and to level up that much more in your life. And until next time, I hope you just go fall on your face. (laughs) Go fall on your face so much that you give yourself the opportunity to pick yourself back up, brush your knees, brush your elbows off, and keep rolling to show yourself that you can do hard things and that you can persist no matter what. Have a beautiful week, and I will see you next time for another episode of Taco Bell Tuesday. See you then.